Welcome to track number 10 of Barrenness and Fruitfulness. It says, are you there? Now, why many of us do not... I want to give you about seven reasons or ten reasons, depending on the number of reasons, why people don't obey the call of God. Alright, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And he said, he gave unto one five talents, to the other two and to other one, to every man according to his several abilities and straight away took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise he had received two and he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained five beside these. And the Lord said unto him, Well done. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 22. And he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. Verse 23. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid thy talent in the earth. There thou hast that is thine. And his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked, slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou orders therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and at my coming I should have received mine own with usury or interest. Take therefore the talent from me, give it, to him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Mercy. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Amen. Now this man is an example of someone who was called. The calling is to give you a talent. By giving you one talent, Estella, you know what a talent is? A gift. A talent is a gift. Huh? Something that is given to you to work. So God has called you. He's given you something to work with. Okay? okay. Like He's given you the ability to type. He's given you the ability to sing. All are talents. Ability to preach is a talent. You understand? Now, why did this guy do nothing? That's the question. Why didn't he do his work? Why? Why didn't he do his work? Huh? Let me give you the reasons. That's why I'm preaching about. You see? That's what I'm preaching about. Why didn't he do anything? Estella, you understand? He didn't do anything. You understand anything? So, why? Why? <laughs> okay? Number one. Now, he that had received one talent went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. The first reason that we people do not obey the call of God is there are many people think that it is too small. Do you see? I don't have much gift. It's small. And so, they go and hide it because the guys received five, somebody received two, but he had only one. So you look at it and you say, I cannot preach like the bishop, Lillian, you see. So since I cannot preach like the bishop, I will do nothing. Which is wrong. Do you understand? Yeah. Oh, I cannot start a hundred churches. So since I cannot start a hundred churches, I will not start one. Maybe God's calling for you is to start one church. Rita, what do you think? It's possible. That's God's calling for you. is to start one church. Maybe I have got a, a thousand members and maybe you are supposed to have 25 members. 
Do you understand? But because yours is 25 members, you say, oh no, this one is not an international calling like Bonke or Benihin. So I will do nothing. It's not true. Look, everywhere God has called you to do something. I was asking Estella before the service about Khartoum, Sudan. Do they have to say they have big churches? Sudanese churches, and also Pentecostal churches. Isaac, is that not so? Yes. Have you ever heard of them? Have you ever seen them on TBN? Have you seen a Sudanese pastor before? No. But you see, if he is supposed to stay in Sudan and say, I'm not going to do because I'm not Benihin and nobody knows me on TBN, I won't work for God. You have made a mistake. You have made a big mistake. Because not everybody will be known or famous like that, but God will still use you. I said, God will still use you. He will still use you to do his will and use you to do his work. So you, are you, Isaac, are you in Brisbane? Yes, you may not have 100 members, but you may have 20. What do you think? It's good enough. Hallelujah. You may have 5, you may have 10. Henry, what do you think? If you say, well, these few people in uh, New Zealand, in Auckland, there's too few, I'm not going to do anything. You made a big mistake, a big mistake, a big mistake, a big mistake to hide your talents. You say, oh, I, I cannot sing like Darling Sheik, so I am not going to be a worship leader. Huh? You are a fool. I say, you are a fool. Just because you are not Darling Sheik, you are not going to sing in a church? Is Darling Sheik here? Would she come for our camp meeting, even though we are in Australia? She will not come here. So who is going to lead our worship for us? We have to lead it even though we are not darling check. And nobody will ever buy your CD. And you may never make a CD. But you have to sing. You have to sing even with your five cents of voices. You have to sing. Darling check's voice is worth millions of dollars. She sings and she gets millions of dollars. You sing and you get zero. But still, you have to sing. Sometimes I sing, I get zero. You get what I'm saying? But I still have to sing. The Bible says the one who was given one talent, he went and he hid. Because he saw them giving five. He saw them giving two. And when he looked at his own, only one. Oh, I cannot work with this. I'll bury it. Don't look around. I tell you, look at me. You see, you see all of us here? We are immigrants. We are immigrants. It's an immigrant church. It's a church of immigrants. But the fact is that, you know what an immigrant is? Somebody who has migrated. Somebody, you know what a migration is? Migrate. Yes, migration. To move from one country to another. Huh? Do you understand? Isaac, you know what it means? To migrate. We are pre- I'm preaching to immigrants. I'm not preaching to Australians. Real Australians will not come to listen to me preach. So I shouldn't preach. Then I'm a fool. Capital F O O L. You see, my books are printed about half a million books. These half a million books are in circulation, but they are not printed in America. If you go to the normal bookshops, American, you wouldn't see my books there. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't write books because they are not printed in America. Because my book is not being sold with T.D. Jake's books and Benny Hinn's books. I shouldn't, then I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. Or somebody say I'm an idiot. Idiot. Huh? Then let me tell you people, don't go to work anymore because Oprah Winfrey, when she does one program, she gets more than $10 million. So you, you go to work for one year, you don't get even $1 million. So don't go to work again, okay? Stay at home. (laughs) Don't work anymore. Finish with work. Because when you work, you don't get $1 million. Is it a good reason not to work? You are a fool if you don't work. You have to work even though you are getting only how much? Five hundred dollars. 
for all your hard work. <laughs> huh? Tiger Woods, they just go and take a picture. They give him $10 million. Just a picture, just like $10 million. Just a picture. Huh? Are you listening to me? Yes. Are you listening? Yes. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand something. Huh? Yes. I want you to understand something. And that is even though you don't have much, it doesn't mean you shouldn't work. You have to work very hard. Amen. You see me, I'm working very hard with my few immigrants. Yeah. I've come to Australia. I'm not preaching in Brian Houston's church with 2,000 people or 3,000 people. I'm preaching to the few Sudanese, Sierra Leonean, uh, Nigerian, Ghanaian, people that are here. One Australian. And one black Australian too here. Huh? Do you see? Is it not? But I am very happy. I, don't, I think that I'm promoted by God to preach to the few immigrants that I have. I'm not going to say, oh, because I'm not in Brian Houston's church. What's the name of Hillsong's? I'm not in Hillsong church preaching to 5,000 people. I'm not doing the work of God. No, it's a, it's a deception. I am doing the work of God. Oh, yes. This is the work of God. Yes. Because even these people will not go to that church. Do you understand? And there are many people who will not do well spiritually. Many of you, if you have just been in some of these white churches, you wouldn't do well. You'll be in the church when they are singing the song. You not like the song. Do you understand? You will not flow there. You will not be happy. You get it? Yeah, so this is also what can work for you. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you glad about that? Yes. Yeah. So, Pastor John, the fact that you have only one talent doesn't mean you should go and hide it. So, some of us, we don't do well because we think it is small. You think your singing ability is small. Huh? You hide it. Some of you are hiding your preaching abilities. You can really talk, you. But when it comes to the church, you become quiet, as if you are deaf and dumb. <laughs> Somebody like Sandra. Sandra, sit up. You can really talk, can you not? Huh? Sandra, I'm talking to you. You can really talk, isn't it? No. <laughs> Zigzag. <laughs> Sandra can talk. But when she comes to church, she becomes quiet. Just looking at All ladies can talk. No matter how quiet they look, they can talk. Don't stop talking. Hey! God has given you the gift of talking. And you must use it for preaching. Use the gift of talking for preaching. What do you think? Huh? Yeah. Men, we are more quiet. Do you see? At home, we are quiet. When we go out, we talk, but when we come home, we are quiet. (laughs) Zimbo. Are you there? Listen, God is going to. Louisa, what gift do you have? Singing and what else? Talking. Talking, <laughs> Talking gift. Singing gift. Jean, what gift do you have? What gift do you have, Jean? Carry instruments. Godwin, what gift do you have? Huh? Talking. And what else? Huh? 
gathering people. Godwin, Godwin, stand up. They say you can gather people. What do you think? You can gather people. Huh? Yeah. But you see, you may think it's, oh, it's nothing. It's just joke. I'm just a joker. You're not just a joker. So I'll bury it. I'll hide it. You have to bring it out. Use it. Amen. Amen. And whenever you start doing the work of there are always people who tell you, Oh, what are you doing? But this is nothing. When I started preaching, people criticized me so much. That he doesn't know how to preach. Is he called by God? Has God called him? They used to have discussions about me. Whether I am called, whether God has called me. Some nurses and some medical students. They come and they talk and I became afraid and confused. <sighs> I was so scared that I used to come and stand in my the microphone which taking in my hand as I'm preaching. Like that. I was so scared. You know, when I say I was scared, eh, do, do you know that anxiety, fear, it causes diarrhea? Do you know that if you are frightened, you can get a running stomach? You know what a running stomach is? It's running stomach. Hmm? Plenty poo poo, eh? always. <laughs> this I know. <laughs> huh? You know that? And they used to criticize me so much that on Saturdays I, I would get running stomach because Sunday was coming. And the church was just like this, about this size. I started a medical student. They criticized, they said, This guy, he's this, he's that, he's Jim Jones, he's a liar, he's a dad, he's a this, he's whatever. Oh! Is he called? And they used to sit on the second row here, this row. When I stand here, I preach, I see all of them. My assistant and all those people. Corinthians. Auntie Mary. Auntie Mary, are you listening to me? Yeah. Fear. See, when you are called, they always want to make that. Oh, it's nothing. It's just something. You are not really called. God is not with you. You have there's one talent. People are using five talent. Look outside. Five talent crusade. Five talent preaching. You with your one talent. You don't know how to preach. The devil always wants to despise you. When young, this, that's why Paul wrote to Timothy, don't let anybody despise that youth. Anything they get about you, they will laugh at you, they will put you down. So I told my beloved, she's my wife now, but I told her, I said, I don't know how I can do this for the rest of my life. Every Saturday, running stomach. Every Saturday, I'm going to have diarrhea because I'm going to preach. So I thought it will continue for the rest of my life. I'll always be afraid on Saturday because of Sunday. That's what I thought. But as time went on, I mean, I sacked those people from the church anyway. After I sacked them, I became cool and the diarrhea stopped. <laughs> When I sacked them, the running stomach stopped. I stopped. Saturday, I was okay. Hey, if it had continued by now, I'll be like an AIDS patient. Because <laughs> I'm always preaching now. So every time, running stomach before I get here. In fact, it will not be easy. <laughs> Godwin, so don't let the devil tell you, oh, this one is nothing. Oh, this one, is just, you are just a joker. Real people are there. Isaac has five talents. Aloysius has five talents. No. Tell the devil, yeah, I may have even half a talent, but I'll use it. I may have only 1.1 of a talent, but I will use it. 
I may not sing like Dalin Shek, but I will sing. Amen. When I sing, I know I don't get even one one dollar, but I will still sing. Amen. Have my books not been a blessing to many people? Yeah. But it's not in any American bookshop, believe it or not. No American publisher has published my book. Nobody has printed my book. Not, nothing. It doesn't mean that it's not a good book. It doesn't mean that I should shut up and I'll keep it under my armpit and say I will not preach. Thousands of people are using my books. I go to churches. There's some of the largest churches in the world. They use my books. My pastor, he was just sending me a message from Jamaica. He said when he got to Jamaica, he went into a church and he saw my book being used in the Bible school. He was very surprised. I go to the church I just came from in, in Soweto. It's one of the largest churches in the world. Very, 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 very large church. The pastor tells me, said, I use your book, Mega Church, to teach my pastors. I use loyalty to teach the people. I use lay people. Everybody has to get the book. I teach, they use the books all over. I travel all over. You find churches and pastors using the books all over. Huh? All over. So I shouldn't write it. You see, this is what I have. If John had not written his own, his book in the Bible. So Matthew has written, Mark has written, Luke has written. John was a young boy, 16 years old, when he was with Jesus. He was the youngest. That's why he was flowing so much with Jesus. Jesus really liked him. He's the only disciple who came to the cross. All the other big guys, they went away. It's only John who stayed around. John really loved Jesus, and Jesus really loved John. Do you see? So if John had not written his own, we wouldn't have known John 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and, and, and God sent his son. And they would have known John 3, except the man is born again. It wouldn't be in the Bible. If John had said, oh, my one talent I don't have to use. Big people like Matthew, Mark, Luke, the doctor, they have written, who is, who, how, who am I, John? How can I write? We wouldn't have heard, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It wouldn't be there. We wouldn't have heard about the woman of Samaria when Jesus went by the well and he said, give me to drink. And he said, if you knew who was asking, you would ask for me living waters. And then whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water I shall give him shall never thirst again. We wouldn't have heard where Jesus said, the true worshippers shall worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Because Matthew didn't write it. Mark didn't write it. Luke didn't. The big, big guys, they didn't write it. The one talent man, he's the one who wrote it. We wouldn't have known the story of when Jesus went to the pool and there was a multitude of sick people and he healed one man. We wouldn't have known that. We wouldn't have known when Jesus said, if you eat my bread, my body, and drink my blood, you will have life. We wouldn't have known where Jesus said, out of my whosoever believes, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We wouldn't have heard that part where Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you are my disciple, John chapter 8. You wouldn't have heard the part where he said, you are of your father the devil. You wouldn't have heard of the blind man whom Jesus healed. The one who they asked, Jesus asked, who's sinned, this man's father or this one in John chapter 9? You wouldn't have heard of it. And he said, it's not anybody who sinned, but for the, that the works of God should be manifested. You would never have heard of John chapter 10 where Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. You wouldn't have heard the part where he said, uh, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The devil, the thief come to steal, to kill. John 10. You wouldn't have heard it. You wouldn't have heard it. If, if he hadn't used his one talent. I said if he hadn't used his one talent, you wouldn't have had all this. If you hadn't used his one talent, we wouldn't have had all this. Sometimes the one talent is the best talent. And that's why God gave you only one, so that you use it very well. We wouldn't have heard of Lazarus. Lazarus who was raised from the dead. The whole of John chapter 11 is Lazarus raised from the dead. Matthew didn't, why didn't they write it? You think about why didn't they write it? Why didn't Matthew write about raising of the dead after four days? Why didn't Matthew write it? Why didn't Mark write it? Why didn't Luke write it? You see, don't think that somebody else will do something. You think that it depends on you and do your best. We wouldn't even have known that he raised Lazarus from the dead when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me will never die. We wouldn't have known it. We wouldn't have known in John chapter 12 when Jesus said, huh? We wouldn't have known what he said in chapter 12 when he said, except the seed fall in the ground and die, it abides alone. We wouldn't have seen the part where he watched the woman uh, 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 with um, the woman with uh, 
with the not the issue of blood, issue of blood, issue of blood. John didn't write it. Matthew wrote it, Mark wrote it, Luke wrote it, but John didn't write it. John wrote only about four miracles. No, that's not in John. No, we finished the miracles. We don't have known his teachings. Where he said, the works I do, you shall do also. In chapter 14. Greater love has no man than this. We wouldn't have heard it. We wouldn't have known he wept. We wouldn't have known when he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and abide in you, you shall bear fruit. If you don't abide in me, you know, but we wouldn't have known it. John 16, we don't have known it. Whosoever shall ask, whatever you shall ask in my name, I will give it to you. We wouldn't have known it. You wouldn't have seen the prayer he prayed in John 17. Hey, it's very serious, oh. very, very, very serious. When you refuse to do your one talent, so don't think you are nothing from today. That is the greatest mistake to say to yourself, "I am nothing. I have nothing. I am little. I am small. I have one talent." You are mighty. You are capable. You are enough. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. You have enough. For what you have been called to do, brother, you are more than equipped. But the devil will always tell you. Estella, he will tell you, you cannot speak English well, you don't understand English well, you are not like this, you are not like uh, uh, Rita, you are not like Nancy, you are not like this. Meanwhile, maybe God is, look, you see, you may take it like a joke, but you may find yourself one day standing on a crusade platform with me, and I'll be preaching and you'll be standing by me with 10,000, 500,000 people there. And I'll be preaching and then you'll be interpreting into Arabic one day. But you see, the devil will like to say, no, no, you, you are nobody. You, you have this problem. They don't look at your past. Remember this man. Remember that. Remember that. Shut up. No. He would like to shut you up. Keep coming. Keep coming. You are not nobody. You don't know what is in the future. I say, you don't know what is in the future. There is more than enough. Yes. You, are, you are okay. You are good. Yes. God likes you as you are. Amen. I say God likes you. Amen. God wants to use you. Come out. Don't, don't hide it. It's the greatest error. When you see the thing small, you hide. Look at me. I'm waiting for Jesus to appear. No Jesus. I'm waiting for angel. No angel. I'm waiting for a voice from heaven. No voice. I'm waiting for light. No light. I'm waiting for thunder. No thunder. Rather, people are saying that he is not called. That's what I'm hearing. People are telling me he's not called. When I started in medical school, people said he's not called. Are you called? Are you not called? Are you called? Are you not called? They used to have meetings to discuss whether I am called. Whether I am called. I'm telling you. No other topic than whether I am called by God. And here I am in Australia. Look, recently there was a crusade that you, the young children, they went to, did they go to, where did they go in England? Uh, Sheffield. When they went to England, did they go to Sheffield or Leeds or somewhere? They went somewhere and they went to sing. And they were singing, and a lot of white people coming. They were listening to the children. Lighthouse, the children, the Jesus choir. And then a doctor, he came. A doctor, he was in my same medical school. And he said, Which people are these? As they were singing and preaching. And he said, This lighthouse. The man was shocked. He said, Is this lighthouse? That boy, that he would mills. When we were in school, is this what has become of it? A worldwide church with children sinking in a foreign country. People are being saved. And he just turned around and went away. He was shocked. Many of the people who say you got only one talent, you are nobody. One day they will rise up and say this Harrison. 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 We, we use our pen and we cancel his name. But God brought his big felt pen and wrote your name again. God, He likes things that nobody likes. People, many people in the world, they take Nigerians to be crooks and thieves. That's why God has used them to build the largest church in the world. Oh, yeah. The largest church anywhere in the world is by Nigeria. (laughs) It's very wonderful. (laughs) You say they are thieves. Okay. 
the largest church in England is Nigerian. The largest church in Europe, in Ukraine, is by a Nigerian. The largest church building in the whole wide world is by a Nigerian, Oyedepo. The largest church in the whole world is by a Nigerian, Redeemed Gospel Church. Simple and short. Start talking now. The largest church in Ghana is the Nigerian. Yeah, the largest church in the whole of Ghana, in terms of a congregation, is in Nigeria. And in many countries, like that. Simple. Simple and short. What you say you don't like and you despise, that is what God chooses to come. I'll use you. I'll use you. And, and what the person you said, the person you said was not good, he's the one that God has chosen. Give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. Come back to your chair. <laughs> I tell you, I'm glad I came to Australia because I can see the Lord rearranging so many things here. I said, I can see the Lord rearranging so many things here. He's, he's setting you up and placing you on a rock. Or he's going to use you to shoot the devil, I tell you. Giving you bow and arrow. You stand there quietly and you shoot. Pew! <laughs> the devil will be feeling the heart attack. People always want to tell you you are nothing. You are nobody. That's why I am telling you you are somebody. Amen. And that's why I am telling you you can make it. You can do it. You can. I said you can. You can. You can. Say I can. Say I can. Say I can do. I can do all. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I can. I can. I can. I can do. I can do. You can do. We can do. I can. I can do. You can do. We can do. We are doing. We are doing. We are doing. We are doing. Give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. We are doing. I said we are doing. We are doing. We are doing. We can do. We can do. The devil says we can't do, but we can do. I can do. You can do. That's what he says. I can do. You want to sing a song? Hallelujah. The song I need to song. The devil, leave the devil out at the back. And then the Bible gonna uh, uh, in front of you. Amen. The Bible gonna be with you all the time. Amen. The song I need to song, Shaitan is the devil. Put it at the back. Shaitani kaliwara anamashi ma yesu. Shaitani kaliwara anamashi ma yesu. Alleluia, alleluia anamashi ma yesu. Alleluia, alleluia anamashi ma yesu. Injili kaligidam anamashi ma yesu. Injili kaligidam anamashi ma yesu. Shetani kaliwara anamashi ma yesu. Alleluia, 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 ma yesu. Alleluia, 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 ma yesu. Alleluia, 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 ma yesu. Shetani kaliwara anamashi ma yesu. Injili kaligidam anamashi ma yesu. Injili kaligidam anamashi ma yesu. Shetani kaliwara anamashi ma yesu. Alleluia, alleluia, anamashi ma yesu. Alleluia, alleluia, anamashi ma yesu. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. 
touch me. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I can do it. I can do. Hallelujah. Satan is behind us. The Bible is in front of us. We are going to sing it. We are going to preach it. We are going to tell it. They want to wipe us out, but we won't be quiet. They want to close our mouth, but we won't shut up. We are going to sing. We are going to preach. We are going to do His will. I tell you, God is with us. And He's helping us to step on the enemy. When we are going to about to go, then He comes to frighten us. You, you are nothing. You small boy, small girl. Who are you? Where are you from? Who are you? Where do you also speak? When important people are speaking, you want to speak. Shut up. He wants always you to be quiet. That's what happened to David. When he was going and he told his brother, who is this Goliath? Can we not fight him? And his brother said, who? You? You nothing boy. You with a few sheep. Go back. You are nothing. You have just three sheep in the wilderness. Go. Nothing boy. But the nothing boy was the real boy. (laughs) The nothing boy was the boy whom God had called. I said the nothing boy with the few sheep was the one that God had chosen. And when God chooses you, I said when God chooses you, no, people can rule you out, but God will rule you back in. They will take out your name and God will put your name back there. Ah, Shabalaba. Mandola manama. Kandola mamandala babandala baba. Oh, Ramadambo sandele bekima ramanola bashakaba. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We can do it, Lord. 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 Listen, when I'm talking now, you know, suddenly it just came to me. Do you know that there are many great men of God today? They have married before and the marriage didn't work. And then God still called them and wanted to use them. And they were able to work, even though they have been married before and the marriage didn't work. And I believe that there are people like that. You have them married before, you have children before, you have had situations before, it didn't work. But God is saying, Do you know Kenneth Copeland? This is not his first marriage. He's the wife, you know. Have you heard of Kenneth Copeland? Yeah, that's not, his, that's not his first wife. He has been married before. You know Bishop Eddie Long, one of the larger, he's been married before. He divorced and, and married. All the, huh? Catherine Kuman. And there are many people. You see, when the devil, when you are wounded in life, you know, the enemy wants to come and tell you that, you see, you are not like, you know, you, 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 don't talk. You see, people are talking. You be quiet. Important people are speaking. You are nothing. I see he's lying. Sometimes even the experience you've had has humbled you. Now you are better suited for God to work through you. You are now more qualified. Because you are not, not so big headed. You, you, you are failed before. So you know that God's grace is what you need. And so you are more humble. And God uses humble people. Sometimes you have to go through that for you to be humble. So that God can use you. I can. I said I can. I can. I can do. Ah. Satan will always like to measure you and say you are too small. You are too nothing. You are too useless. Shut up, he'll tell you. Shut up. One day I invited a pastor to come and preach in my church. You know what he told me? You know what he said? He said, I don't sow amongst thorns. I don't sow seed among thorns. In other words, my church are thorns. And his preaching is the seeds. So he doesn't sow seeds amongst thorns. And he said, I won't come. I don't sow seed among thorns. Mercy. mercy. I said, mercy. mercy. The last time I heard of him, he had gone to sleep with somebody's housemate. That's the last time I heard of him. And the last time I heard of him, he has been sacked from the, the church that he was working at. He doesn't sow amongst tones. The thing that you are calling tones, when God says, I like these tones, I'm going to raise up these tones to work for me. You'll be surprised at what the tones will become. 
don't let anybody rule you, including your mother or your father. You see, one day I had a, I had a friend. Her mother used to call her devil. And I had another friend. Her mother used to call her angel. They were two, two daughters. And one was called angel and one was called devil. She used to call one devil and then she called angel come and devil come. As the years went by, the angel became an angel and the devil became a devil. I tell you, so help me God, if I've ever been with somebody who knows how to steal. One day I was working with this girl, the one they called devil. She stole, I was just in a shop with her. She stole, stole, stole. Before I realized we were working, I said, ah, she has taken corned beef from the shop. She has taken this from the shop. She has taken everything. She doesn't buy panties. She only steals from the shop. She doesn't buy anything. She's only stealing. So help me God. I've not been to court before, but because of this devil, I went to court. (laughs) I talked to this girl. I said, listen, you have to change your ways. She would not change. The last I saw of her, she was in prison. And the angel was in the church. You see, sometimes they tell you bad things. You must not allow it to affect you. If you don't take care, you will become that thing that they tell you that you are. That's why some of these things, you have to refuse it in Jesus' name. I refuse that thing. Every bad label that they want to give you, you are this, you are that, you are this, you are that. You have to refuse it in the name of Jesus. You are not what they say you are. You are who God says you are. I said you are who God says you are. I said you are who God says you are. The Bible says, listen, the Bible says that one time Jesus came and he asked, who do men say that I am? And everybody will say, he is this, he is this, he is that, he is John, he is Elijah. Jesus said, wrong, 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 wrong. Then he asked Peter, who do you say I am? Peter said, you are Christ. And he said, aha, God has shown you who I am. It's only who God shows you, what God shows you that is correct. If you look at me and you come assess me as whatever, you are wrong. I am what God says I am. Finish. I am not what anybody says I am. I am even not what my mother says I am. I am not what my father says I am. I am not what my boyfriend says I am. I am not what my husband says I am. I am not what my wife says I am. I am what God says I am. You, you, you see, they called me a doctor, but God called me a pastor. <laughs> yeah, they called me a doctor, but God called me. No, he's my pastor. I'm, he's my son. I'm using it. They gave me whatever. They, no, they took me to medical school for seven years. They couldn't change what God said. Oh. So I learned anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, orthopedics, ophthalmology, general surgery, general medicine, internal medicine, pediatrics, pediatric surgery, obstetrics, gynecology. Uh, still, I couldn't change. Do what God says. I'm, you, I, you are my child. I've called you. I'm, you are my servant. Period. You are what God says you are. They can take like this up, down, up, down, up, down. This is what God says you are. Accept it. That is what you will be. You are not what people say you are. You are not a liar. Take it from me. You are not a liar. You may have lied before, but you are not a liar. Take it from me. You are not a thief. You may have stolen before, but you are not a thief. You may have killed before, but you are not a killer. God's blood, the blood of Jesus covers you. And keeps you. Hallelujah. Give, lift your hand and give the Lord a shout of praise. All right. You may be seated for a moment. Are you there? Now, I've given you one reason. Reasons why people do not obey the call of God. One is because they think it's nothing. So they do not, they do not, they think it's small. It's nothing. So they don't use it. Amen. Now, the next reason is in Matthew 25 still. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two more. Then verse 24. He that had received one talent came and said, Lord, 
I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. Now, the second reason why we do not want to obey the call of God is because we feel that God wants to cheat us. Do you see? God wants to cheat you. Uh, Estella, do you understand cheating? Somebody is going to cheat you. Cheat you. What does it mean? No, cheat. Cheat. Cheetah. Cha-cha. Cheat. 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 Explain to her. No. He's going to, maybe he's going to tell you, uh, he's going to sell you a book and you say, oh, it's $100, but it's not true. It's only $10. It's cheating you. You see? Uh-huh. Cheating you. Isaac, you understand cheating? Yeah. Cheat you. Huh? So, he said, you reap where you don't sow. Huh? <laughs> Is it not cheating? Yeah. You are don't sow, you are reaping. You didn't plant, but you are harvesting. Then you are cheating. You see, so, many of us do not realize that we feel that God wants huh, to get something from us. Do you understand what I'm saying? That God wants something from you. Lillian, do you understand? Auntie Mary, do you understand? God wants to take something from you. That is why we, we don't pay tithes. Because we feel that God is taking something from us. Meanwhile, eh, God is brother blessing you. With that mind, we can never really work for God. You see, anybody whom you think is cheating you, you never flow well with the person. Because you look at this person and say, oh, this guy is not correct. He's not a proper person. That's why when I'm selling the books, I just tell you, look, I'm not earning money. So in case you think I'm coming here to cheat you, you understand? That's why I say all these things. Because when your mind is out, this man the book cost one dollar. He's coming to cheat us and take five dollars from us. I don't want you to think that way. Because when you think I'm trying to cheat you, you not do well. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So ladies and gentlemen, God wants to bless you, not to cheat you. And the devil will always make you feel God wants to cheat you. I've been cheated. So when the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden, uh, the devil came and said, God knows you become like a God. That's why he said you shouldn't eat it. He's trying to keep something. <laughs> He's trying to keep something from you. Is that a sheep or a dog? <laughs> God is trying to take something from you without paying. He's trying to take your life. He wants you to work for him without pay. That's why people don't want to work for God full time. They feel that God is going to cheat you. He's going to use your best years and he won't pay you well. When you work for God, you will not get anything. But I can tell you, God is not trying to cheat you. And I can tell you that if you work for God, huh? You, you are the one who will be blessed. When I look at my life, has God reduced me for coming to work for Him? Has He taken something from me? Are you there? I realize many people, when you want them to work full time, they feel you are going to be cheated. One pastor asked me once, he said, will I be fairly treated if I become full time? Will I be treated fairly? Yeah, that's why people don't want to be full time. But you prefer to work for an unbeliever homosexual because you have more confidence in that unbeliever gay man than you have in God and in his church. Mercy. Mercy. Why wouldn't you want to work for God? You think you, you work for him. and that, That's why many of you don't come for some meetings because you feel that God is taking too much time without much benefit from it. There's not much benefit by coming to a camp. 
So you don't want to work for him because you feel that you sort of lose. Do you understand? Yeah. But you can't lose when you work for God. I said you can't lose when you work for God. You can't lose. I said you can't lose. What have you lost by coming to serve the Lord? Have you not had more peace? More joy? More happiness? Stability? When you give offerings? What has the Lord blessed you with? Many things you cannot buy. You cannot buy. Do you know if you want to buy happiness and you have $10 and you go to a petrol station, you can't get happiness to buy? Huh? You know you can't buy happiness? It's not available. It's not on sale. God is not trying to cheat you. Look, in my church, I have poor people around. I cannot often ask them to sweep the church. You know why? Because they feel already, because they are down, they feel that God, we are trying to emphasize that they are down and stick them down there. So they don't like such things at all. When you say, come and sweep here or help. No. But if I call a university graduate and I say, come and sweep, they do it. They don't think anything about it. Because they don't feel you are trying to bring them down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't think that God wants anything from you. If anything, you are going to get something from God by working for Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's why I work for Him. Look, every time you work for the Lord, He blesses you. He blesses you. I find it difficult to ask somebody to pay me for writing a book. Because I feel that, you know, it's a blessing. It's a gift. It's a grace. And I'm going to charge for it. I find it difficult. Because I don't think I would have written a book if I did not know God. Amen? Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, God is not trying to reduce you. He's trying to bless you. I say he's blessing you. Do you think I would have come to Australia? I would not have any reason to come here. Huh? I would not have come to Australia. Look at where I am in Australia today. I have come in Canada, Australia, South Africa, go to Swaziland, Uganda, Kenya, Jerusalem, Korea, Japan. Hey, one person, Los Angeles, Seattle, New York, Washington, Maryland, me, Scotland, England. Holland, Germany, Switzerland, preaching because of his word. Am I a United Nations ambassador? No. I'm just a, 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 a Bible teacher. Huh? I'm just a Bible teacher. All these places I've, been, I've gone to, and God blesses me as I go. It's, not, it's a wonderful thing. No? How do you think God is trying to bring you? He's trying to lift you up. You were nothing, you were nowhere, you are nobody. God is raising you up to work for him and to serve him. May you always serve him. And and may you never think in your mind God is trying to take something from me. Amen. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for your blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.